0: Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us again for the latest in our series of Listed Infrastructure Podcast. My name's Matt Bushby. With me is Charles Hamey, Senior Portfolio Manager of the Infrastructure Team. Today's the 1st of June. We're talking about the month of May. Charles, tell me something. The, the month of May, we saw the first two thirds of the month or so, you know, markets drifting sideways, slightly down. The infrastructure space, the market was down about 1.3%. It had an extraordinary rally over the last 10 days or so of the month to end up about 4% positive, roughly the same as the, as the equity markets. Are there any signposts that, you know, you've noticed that can explain this sort of sharp turnaround? Thanks, Matt. A lot of the turnaround
1: was driven by the tentative signs of some return to normalcy. If you go back to March, you saw a very steep sell-off in a lot of the user pays assets, the airports and toll roads, port and rail assets. Um, And that's a result of everyone staying at home, business ceasing and trade flows ceasing to some extent. And the initial signs that we've seen have been somewhat positive. A lot of the toll road data out of China, out of Europe and out of Australia suggests that there is a sense of normalcy returning, not to pre-COVID levels, but certainly for toll roads on their way back to pre-COVID levels. And with valuations where they were halfway through May, it didn't surprise
0: us that you saw a very rapid rise in the share prices of some of the user pays assets. Turning to the macro side of things, we spoke in previous podcasts of our view of the recession and then, you know, potential length of recovery. And over the last few weeks, we've seen a really sharp escalation in trade tensions and rhetoric. Has the macro view changed over the last month? Our macro view hasn't changed over the last month. Our view remains that
1: the economic impact will be quite significant, and it has been significant, and then you will get a a very gradual recovery. And potentially you won't get back to pre-COVID levels for for some time. Now, the market's expectation seems to be that it'll be a a V or a sharper U in terms of recovery. A lot of the soft data that we've seen has been okay and maybe a bit positive. A lot of the mobility data that we track um, has seen, again, mobility increasing in some of the key states in the US, in parts of Europe, certainly parts of Asia. But again, that needs to translate into real economic on the ground activity. And we haven't seen that yet. And until we see that,
0: our view remains that we're in it for the long haul in terms of economic recovery. With that in mind then, what does that mean for portfolio positioning? When we last spoke, the value strategy was holding around 8% in cash, having sold some of its rail exposure. Income strategy being more defensively positioned overall was sort of quite low in cash, you know, 2 3%. Uh, what have we done with the portfolios over the last month? We have taken the opportunity to reduce that cash, Matt, and we always said that as opportunities present themselves,
1: especially in some of those very high-quality, long-duration assets, that we would utilise that cash. And those opportunities did present themselves, certainly amongst the toll roads in our universe where we saw valuations which were unwarranted under any recovery scenario too extreme to the left in terms of, of, of valuation. So we took advantage of that. Certainly selective airports where we're comfortable with the financial position and the cushion these businesses have for long periods of, of low revenue, the valuations again were unjustified and we took advantage of, of that and increased our exposure there. I think what is important to note is that these assets are very long-duration assets. So in some cases, their concessions run for another 80 years. So you have a lot of time to get it right. And we're very comfortable that we will go back to some, some normalcy in a lot of these assets. And the cash flows and that resilience of cash flow will resume to some extent. And the valuations
0: we saw a month ago, or certainly two weeks ago, were not justified. So have we caught a decent portion of that uplift over the past 10 days with the other types of businesses that we've been buying? Yes, we have, Matt. We've caught probably most of the uplift. And again, when we run scenarios about
1: understanding the impact of the lockdown, understanding the impact of recovery, how that flows through in terms of balance sheet, valuation, resilience of dividend, we did all that work in March and we've been using that work ever since to selectively increase our exposure in some of these high-quality businesses. You'll never pick the bottom, we understand that, but that's not really that importance. What's important is to get exposure to some of the highest quality businesses in our universe at valuations, which in some cases were
0: 50% lower than they were at the end of last year. So basically, base case view, scenarios around that view really hasn't changed a lot. It's more the valuation and the entry points to these companies were simply too attractive to pass up. Correct, Matt. You think about some of these assets and some of the essential
1: the role they play in society, whether it's a, a railway, whether it's a road or an airport, That doesn't change in a post-COVID world and there is a valuation you pay for the volatility that COVID has introduced and potentially a valuation you pay for some of the long-term impact on growth that COVID has introduced but as I said earlier in any scenario that was you're more than rewarded to as an investor to
0: start increasing your exposure to those assets. Thanks, Charles. So overall, how are the portfolios positioned
1: now? Going into this year, the portfolios were certainly very defensively positioned. And our view was that we were approaching the end of a long term economic cycle. And as a result, it was prudent to be a bit more defensive. And that really hasn't changed. We're still defensively positioned. We still have the majority of the portfolio in very high quality utilities, globally diversified which offer a really resilient, predictable return to investors. But as I said, we have been very selectively increasing to the user pays assets, their long duration assets, which again, in a normal environment, are very resilient and predictable and are an essential service. So I would say we're still defensively positioned and
0: that hasn't changed. If you talk about infrastructure, and everyone will have read a lot about infrastructure being the centerpiece by which governments stimulate their economies as we all get back to work and sort of post-COVID lockdowns and so forth, how does that benefit the types of companies that we can invest in? Certainly the medium to long-term, there will be a clear benefit.
1: In the short-term, a lot of these projects will be local projects, getting people back to work, probably smaller projects. But in the medium to long-term, listed companies are uniquely placed. That's where the skills reside to deliver some large projects, the balance sheet strength, the ability to operate these projects. So we've seen this before, and we think we'll see it again, that over time, a lot of the higher quality projects will come to market and listed companies will participate in those assets. And as listed investors, we will certainly benefit. And we see that to be clearly the case in Europe, potentially in the US and likely Australia. Charles, going forward, what is infrastructure's role in a portfolio? That role hasn't changed. Obviously, we've seen... Infrastructure assets, the user pays assets, struggle to perform in the last six months. So they haven't been that really defensive, resilient part of the universe that they have been historically. But think about it. These assets are user pays assets. So when there's no users, no one pays to use those assets. And that's changing. Um, As I said earlier, you know, slowly but surely, we're returning to normalcy in, uh, in some capacity as people start using those assets again. And those assets will resume their role of offering really stable cash flows with a bit of elasticity to economic cycles. The utilities have been as resilient as ever. Their earnings haven't been impacted. They're still offering you know significant predictability of return, strong dividends, growing uh, well above inflation. So I would call the last three months a very small hiccup in terms of infrastructure. But in the medium term, infrastructure plays that very unique role in a portfolio. It gives you strong predictability of cash flow, gives you a really good diversifier of return, a very strong dividend, which is growing at well above inflation and a a very unique asset class
0: in that regard. Thanks, Charles. So it sounds like the role of infrastructure really hasn't changed. It's the type of asset class you want, the exposure you want in your portfolios. You stick it in the bottom drawer and you get hopefully regulated and contractual underpinnings, compounding returns over long periods of time with the the bedrock foundation of a strong, healthy and attractive dividend. Specifically in our market, has liquidity become more valuable in the current environment, do you think? Well, you've seen what happens when you have illiquidity
1: in the current environment, and that usually means significant angst for investors. You know, if you go back to a genesis of Rare, it was our view that we could replicate those really attractive characteristics of infrastructure, the ones you mentioned, diversification of return, resilience of cash flow, predictability of dividend, et cetera, et cetera, but in a liquid environment. And what we've seen recently is just how important that liquidity is. And going forward, we don't think that will be any difference.
0: Charles Hamey, Senior Portfolio Manager in the infrastructure team, thanks very much for your time. Thanks everyone for listening once again. If you do have any questions, please contact your local sales team and we'll be happy to help in any way we can.